You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history, Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. For the first half of the season, Kevin Gosman wasn't just the Giants' ace. He was one of the top pitchers in all of baseball. The second half has been more of a grind, but Gosman has been up for that grind and is showing signs of his first half self. We talked about the state of his game, the anticipation of his first ever playoff start, and that late season game-winning sack fly. Here's my conversation with Kevin Gosman. Be honest with me. You still buzzing about that sack fly a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I watch it just about every night, you know. (laughs) Got to... uh got to pump myself up you know get get myself fired up for the game um but yeah i mean it was a super cool moment definitely uh one of the more unique moments in my career so it was uh very cool uh you came on my show after the game which was very kind of you thank you again and you wanted to amend your statement about how it was the best thing to happen to you outside of the birth of your kids you wanted to add your (laughs) wedding day but i want to i want to follow up how how did uh, how did your wife react to all this Oh, she thought it was funny. You know, she was uh, she was she was laughing about it. I got lucky. I she didn't really see it until a couple of days after, and so um, you know, I I had already kind of got in her good graces by then. So um, it was it was all right. <laughs> Hitting has become a, a little bit of a thing for you this year, and Logan Webb. Um, and I, I know you guys are good friends, but but let me start with this: how how would you assess the job you've done at the plate? Um, you know, I think I've done pretty well, you know, um, I think I have 10 hits on the air. So, you know, to be honest, for me going into the season, it was like, whatever I can give, you know, like, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, I was more than anything, it was just like, make sure you get the bunt down, you know, and if I get some hits and you happen to be on base and score some runs and great, but, um, yeah, you know, it's something that, uh, really from, from the first, uh, series of the season, uh, us pitchers, we've gone in the cage every day and, and bunted, and um, we've actually taken some things that, that um, Tommy Listella does with some soft balls that um, can make the ball move like crazy. And so, you know, we're in the cage seeing, uh, you know, 98-mile-an-hour foam balls that are moving, you know, three feet. So um, that's, you know, really hard. So to be able to kind of get in the game, it's almost like, you know, uh, not that it's easier, but, you know, you've seen it every day. And so, you know, the repetition um, – you know, being able to time things up has definitely definitely gotten a lot better. And um, you know, our hitting guys who work with us every night in the cage, you know, uh, they spend they've spent hours with us over the season on bunning and bunning technique, and you know, all those things have definitely showed. Uh, I want to hear more about Tommy Lastella's school of hitting uh, because you know this guy almost never strikes out. So what what is this foam ball thing? Yeah, you know, it's something uh, he kind of whipped out in spring um, and. You know, within a couple of days, it was like a staple in our, and you know, in every one of our cages. And it's just these uh, foam balls that you put in this machine, and 
Um, you know, they have these machines now that, you know, you can literally type in the dimensions or metrics on a slider and, and it just spits it out. And so, uh, you know, when we were about to face Jake Arrieta, you know, we got nasty sinkers and, and really good curveballs coming at you. And, um, you know, they would just kind of go back and forth. And so um, it's something that, you know, obviously Tommy does. And, and that's why, you know, he's a pest at the plate and just fouls off so many pitches and, and just, uh, you know, hits pitchers' pitches and, and uh, you know, will foul off so many pitches that, you know, then as a pitcher you end up making a mistake and, uh, you know, he, he makes it hurt. And so, uh, you know, I'm definitely glad that he's on my side now. And then while we're talking about the pitchers hitting, I mean, Logan – Logan's got a couple extra base hits, and now he looks like he's going up there swinging for him, right? Like, his, has, <laughs> has he sort of evolved a little bit this year, too? Oh, man. I mean, he uh, he takes hacks when he's up there. You know, he's, <laughs> he's not looking to make contact. He's looking to do damage. And, uh, I mean, he's got he's got stupid power. You know, his, his power in batting practice is, you know, some of the best I've seen from a pitcher. And so, you know, if you, uh, if you throw one nice and easy – in there against Sam, you know, he might make you pay for it. And, uh, if I would have bet money on someone to have 10 hits in our staff, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have put money on me. I would have put money on, <laughs> on web, to be honest, you know, he's just has a better swing than me, I think. And, uh, you know, has a lot more power and, uh, hits the ball really hard. A uh, little friendly competition there. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I think you saw it that night, you know, when, when I got right. in the game, he was, he was legit mad, you know, he was, he was upset because that, you know, it would have been him, um, any other night. <laughs> uh, if this is the last year of pitchers hitting, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think I went out on top, you know, if that's right. the case, uh, you know, had a career year at the plate, uh, last year hitting. So I'll take that, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, I keep telling, uh, Webby, like he, if he wants to get that home run, he's got to hurry up and do it you right. know, because he might only have, you know, two more starts left. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Bro. What's your opinion there? What would you like to see happen? You know, I don't know. I, I've always been a fan of um, the leagues being different, you know, and the lineups and, and, and just, you know, NL baseball being completely different than American league baseball. And I kind of like that. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm on the fence about it. Uh, I think the DH does a lot for um, players in the game, um, but I just think it's so cool to see pitchers hit. You know, like when when you have a guy that gets a base hit off a really good pitcher, you know, in a big spot, the the crowd goes crazy. You know, and they they love it. So uh, I just think it's something that you know we should keep in the game. Uh, I know you've pitched in the playoffs before, but do I have this correct that you've never started a playoff game? Nope, never have. Yeah, have you envisioned that? How do you think that's uh, going to feel, assuming that 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 it happens? Yeah, you know it's funny. Uh, I grew up a Giants fan, so you know a lot of the times when I was young, thinking about you know pitching in the postseason um, game seven, starting game seven, it was it was in this ballpark, you know, for this team, and so that's that's pretty cool for me to think about that. Um, you know, my first start in the postseason is, is going to be with this team, and um, pretty cool to think about. Uh, I bet. I, I mean, it's not many of us who who get to to do that thing that we used to do in our own backyard, and and then <laughs> y- you actually live it, right? I mean, and that's it's a lot to handle too, though mentally. So, how how do you prepare for that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you, um, you know, that's when, uh, you know, you do your mental work to prepare yourself, you know, and you do your scouting and, and really you do everything you can, you know, the four days in between your starts so that, you know, when it comes game time, you're as prepared and, and, and ready um, for that challenge that you can be, you know, and then whatever happens, you know, you can live with yourself because you know that you did everything you could. So, um, you know, I think um, that's where we're all at, you know, and I think uh, we're just all really excited. And obviously, we're playing good baseball, and so we just got to keep this thing going. Uh, I also wonder this. You always hear from athletes who say that the, the, the key to success is is kind of treating every day like like the, the, the same as every other day, and, and Gabe Kapler has preached that for you guys throughout the year. But as a starting pitcher, come postseason, the hook might be shorter. There might be more more players backing you up. Is there a different approach, do you think, to, to a playoff start? Um. You know, I, I really wouldn't know, to be honest. You know, I've never, I've never made one. So, um, you know, I've always been out of the bullpen. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been a starter the whole year and then pitched out of the bullpen in the postseason. And that's one thing, uh, you know, people forget is, you know, you always have usually two starters out there at any given moment, you know, just in case. And so that's really where you get your length from. You know, you, uh, you think about, you know, you just push all those guys who have been in the bullpen all year you just kind of push them back later in the game because, you know, you might have, um, you know, and you think about some of the guys who might be doing that for us, like Alex Wood, you know, he'll probably start a game, but he might be coming out of the pen. And if you look at his postseason numbers <clears throat> coming out of the bullpen, I mean, he's been unbelievable. And so, you know, that, that's probably going to be a big weapon for us. And, um, you know, we have a lot of guys out there that I think are going to be huge weapons for us coming down the stretch. Yeah, I wonder about that, too. Obviously, the way this all unfolds, this unbelievable race, uh, there are still a number of questions. Has there been a discussion about what roles are already in ink and and what sort of might be needed in a pinch as, as you guys get down the stretch here? You know, that's, you know all those things are, are way above my grade. you know. So, um, you know, those are things that I, I think we're all just – you know, hey, first off, we we got to get there first. You know, obviously we're in, but uh, we want to win the division. You know, we don't want to we don't want to play in a wild card game. I mean, or we feel confident if if that happens, but you know, we want we want to win the NOS, and so that's our goal right now. And um, you know, I think in in our minds, uh, that's that's our focus. And so um, anything outside of that, I think is is uh, you know looking too far ahead. You said you found something in your most recent start in Colorado. What was it? Uh, you know, just a small mechanical adjustment. Um, I have a glove tap, and um, sometimes it gets a little too big and causes my arm to be a little bit late. And, uh, you know, in Denver, I just tried to simplify my mechanics and try to make my glove tap as small as I could and, and give myself a chance to kind of get on top of the ball again. And, um, you know, I just felt it right away out in the bullpen and, um, yeah, it was, it was a good day. Uh, it was a really good day, and, and and maybe really good timing. Like how how does finding that mechanical change adjust your outlook on the postseason? Yeah, you know, obviously, um, you know, the second half hasn't gone the way that uh, I wanted it to personally. But you know, we've been playing great baseball, and so uh, my mindset has just been, you know, take take the take the ball and and uh, you know at a certain point it, it's going to come back and it's going to click again. And so, 
you know, I'm, uh, I'm happy that, um, you know, that it happened the other day and, um, you know, just, uh, just happy for the adjustments that I've been making. Uh, are, by the way, are those specific to the splitter or, or is that, does it kind of affect all of your pitches? Uh, it affects all of them. Yeah. I think it's just, uh, in more of an arm pass thing, you know, I think, uh, when my tap gets too big, I think uh, my arm is just late, and then I can't get on top of my split or, or my fastball, and it doesn't have the you know the vert that it that it normally has, and so uh, you know that was something that right away I could I could kind of see it, you know I could see the ball rising a little bit more than than normal, and and knew I was kind of back to to my my old self. So then let's talk specifically about the splitter because you are incredibly open earlier this year when you stated, you know, they're on to me, right? Everybody's sort of figured out what to do. Don't swing at the splitter. But the whole idea behind the splitter is for them to not necessarily identify it until it's too late. So where where does that pitch sit for you right now? And is it as good as it was in the first half? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think uh, I mean, my last target, I think I had 25 swing and misses and uh, – you know, a lot of them were, were on my split. So, you know, I always feel confident um, really throwing it in any situation. Um, you know, it's just uh, really in the second half, I've just left it up up a couple times in some bad, bad situations, you know, uh, and uh, more than anything to righties, you know, really against lefties. Uh, my split has, has really been, uh, you know, kind of my knockout pitch against them from, from day one of the season. And so, uh you know, that's, it's obviously a, a huge pitch for me, and, um, you know, I rely on it a lot. And so, uh, you know, I'm happy that it clicked, uh, especially, you know, a place like in Denver. You know, if they, I think if I was here, it probably would have been moving even more. And so, uh, you know, that's definitely gives you confidence going in. Inside Giant Moments podcast with Kevin Gossman, and we've got more coming up in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, continuing with Kevin Gosman, the the game doesn't always ask as much of starting pitchers anymore. Complete games are very rare. Uh, how, how do you feel about that, and how does it adjust sort of the way you you enter a game? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it changes the way that uh, any of us pitch, or at least me personally. Um, you know, I still try to go out there, and, and my goal is to to go seven every time. Um, seven at least, you know, and so um, I, I feel like I kind of have an old school mentality where, you know, you know, let the guy throw 130 pitches, you know, if if, if he needs to, and so um, you know, and kind of use your eye, use your eyes to 
to tell you if you need to take them out or, or, or give them an extra inning or, you know, let them start the inning, you know, those types of things. And so, uh, but, you know, the game has changed, and, um, you know, whereas even when I feel like when I came up, you know, the best pitchers on the staff were, were the starting pitchers, you know, they had the nastiest stuff. And whereas now, you know, some of the guys that are coming out of the bullpen, you know, towards the end of the game, you know, they got four pitches that are, are unbelievable. And so, um, you know, bridging that gap and getting the ball to some of those guys um, in those situations, you know, um, you know, it, it makes sense really, you know, uh, when you think about it, obviously uh, not as great if you're the starting pitcher, you know, you want to throw innings to get deep in games, but uh, you know, that's just the way the game is now. I wonder how easy that is to accept in an emotional moment when Gabe comes out and and your old school mind and your competitiveness is there. Uh, the team seems like they've been so agreeable to so many things, such a team concept. But how would you describe the difficulty when uh, when you're pulled and you feel like you got more in the tank? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you're getting pulled and you want to come out the game, then, uh, you know, that's a problem. You know, that's, that's not a guy that you know, you'd want taking the ball, you know. And so – um, I think you, you always want to be mad that you're coming out the game. You know, you want to stay in and, and feel like you can get the guy, you know, whatever situation you're in, you feel like you can get out of it. And so, uh, you know, that kind of goes back, obviously, last, you know, last postseason. Um, there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, what happened with the Rays and that sort, sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's all, uh, you know, hearsay and, you know, um, I guess 2020 and, and that type of thing, you know, but uh, I guess it's just one of those things that at, at the time you don't know how you're going to react, you know, are, are you going to be pissed off walking off the field? Like, yeah, but um, you know, you don't want to show up your manager and that type of thing too. So, um, you know, and you also want the guy who's coming in for you to, to feel like, you know, yeah, this guy's going to come in and get the job done. Um, I think sometimes, if you react a certain way, you know, it can uh, kind of rub maybe a, a guy who's coming in after you the wrong way. All right, Kevin, what about this? If if you were starting against this Giants lineup, how do you think it would go? <laughs> oh, geez. I don't know, man. They've been uh, they've been really tough. You know, they, they'd probably get my pitch count up pretty, pretty early because it <laughs> seems like they do that every night. And so, uh you know, that's the biggest thing, like, watching every night is it seems like every first inning the guy is at, at least 20 pitches. And so it's tough for a starting pitcher to go deep in the game. If right out the bat, you know, you're in deep counts and they're throwing pitches off and you got guys on base. And so, um, you know, you look at this lineup, just look at it. I mean, it's it's scary, you know. And so uh, any one of these guys could, could beat you and, and hit you for a home run or hit you for a single and, um, you know, we got some guys who will take chances and steal bags. And so it's, uh, you know, and two, like the lineup's never the same at the start of the game as it in, is at the end of the game. So, you know, you could be pitching great and then in the fifth inning, they start pitch, pitch hitting guys and, and platooning, you know, making defensive changes. And, and if you're not scouting for that, then you don't know these guys coming in the game. So um, I think that has something to do with it, too. Described a lot right there, but I also know you guys are certainly aware of the narrative. A team that's 
going to win well over 100 games, the the baseball world still looks at you guys and goes, I, I don't know, exa- like they're good, but I have no idea why, right? Like the names on paper for some reason don't always resonate <laughs> with, with people. So I love to ask you guys, what do you think is the secret sauce? What makes you all so good? You know, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Obviously, we have a lot of established veterans here, you know, who have done some really special things, not just for themselves, but for this organization and for this city. And so uh, I just think they've been in those big situations. So, you know, when we're playing the Dodgers in a big series, you know, they've been in World Series Game 7, you know, so they're not sweating. You know, they've they've been there, done that. And I think, too – we just have a lot of guys who, uh, you know, we we kind of keep everybody grounded. You know, we we talk crap to everybody, and <laughs> and everybody gets gets a part of it. And so nobody is uh, held to a higher standard, or or uh, you know, because you just can't be because you know someone's gonna gonna ground you at some point. Uh, speaking of those established veterans who've been in the World Series, you guys lost one a, a couple of days ago with the injury to Brandon Belt. How's everybody handling that? Yeah, I mean, it's tough, obviously. <clears throat> I'm losing a guy like him and, you know, the season that he's having. Um, you know, career numbers really in every category. Uh, you know, but not just what he's done on the field, but, you know, just his presence um, in the locker room. And, you know, obviously he'll, he'll still be around and still be the same guy. But, uh, you know, he plays an unbelievable first base. And, and people, I think, tend to forget that. You know, he's uh, – one of the best first basemen I've played with for sure and uh, really knows how to pick it. He's a great tagger. I mean, he he gets you a couple pickoffs every year just by the way he tags. So um, he can really pick it over there at first, and, and obviously what he does offensively is great. But uh, he's just a great teammate and keeps it loose. And so, uh, you know, we're definitely looking forward to getting him back as, as soon as possible. Yeah, I mean, the captain. I mean, you guys got the captain stuff all going, <laughs> and then all of a sudden – you know, who's the next captain? I think it's captain by committee. You know, okay. I think it's everybody just <laughs> just stepping up. And, you know, it's uh, it's Austin Slater. It's, it's Wade Lamont. It's, you know, Thomas. It's all these guys. So, uh, I don't think it's one guy that's going to, you know, hey, I'm going to take over for Belt absence. I think it's just everybody kind of, um, you know, stepping up a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, we've done it really this whole season – you know, uh, I feel like I talk about it all the time, but it's a different guy every night. And so, uh, you know, we feel real confident that, um, you know, it is going to be a different guy every night. And we're excited, you know, for who's going to be the player of the game at, at every night, at the end of every game, you know. Uh, you mentioned the Dodgers. The race with them is being called by some as the greatest regular season race ever. The number of wins, the rivalry. What's your perspective on what you're experiencing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Um, you know, 2016, when I was with the Orioles, it came down to the last game of the season. We had to win the last game of the season. Um, and if we won, or we were already in, but if we won uh, and the Blue Jays lost, then we had home field advantage. But we won and the Blue Jays won, so we had to go to Toronto you know, it's just such a, it's just such a exciting time. You know, if, if you're a baseball fan, you got to love this last week of the season, you know, and, and looking at all the teams and, and, uh, 
you know, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, what's going to happen, um, who's going to be, you know, play spoiler. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting and, and, uh, and super cool to watch. And obviously two teams in us and the Dodgers that have had great seasons, um, you know, battling out the last five games of the season. I'm sure the competitor in you loves going up against the best, but is pitching against the Dodgers maybe a little bit more stressful than going against other teams? Well, I mean, really, if you think about it, it's probably either the Dodgers or the Cardinals, you know? And so you look at both those teams, you know, pick your poison. You know, they're both both really good lineups, and and obviously Cardinals have won with 17 straight. So, you know... um, that's pretty impressive, you know? So, uh, I mean, whoever you're going to face in the postseason is going to be a good lineup and it's going to be a really good team. And so you just got to kind of go in and, uh, that's what you expect, you know, postseason, nothing is going to be handed to you. You got to take everything that you're given. Uh, go back to when you first came to the giants, Kevin. And I, and I wonder when you look at it now, uh, how have these two seasons altered the course of your career? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, you know, uh, they took a chance on me, um, after the worst year of my career in, in 19, um, you know, took a chance on me. And from day one, they were like, Hey, we want you to start. You're going to be a starter. That's what you're going to do here. We just want you to throw a lot of splits. And it was like, <laughs> all right, you know, and I went into the shortened season and I was like, all right, I'm only making 10 starts. Like, let's, let's try this experiment and see how it goes. And, uh, I mean, they they were on to something, you know, they were, they were completely right. Um, I give a ton of credit to, to Andrew Bailey and, and Brian Bannister and, and all those people over there, you know, and here and, um, you know, JP Martinez, all these people who have just kind of kept, uh, you know, kept me in a good, in a good space and, um, you know, just helped me to kind of get better every day. So where does your desire currently sit to continue with the San Francisco Giants? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely open to coming back. I would, I would love to come back. I, you know, I've said that from day one, and um, you know, the more time I spend in the city, the more I like it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, like I said, you know, I grew up a Giants fan, and so, uh, you know, this is, this is one of my favorite ballparks, and you know, I would love to call it home for a couple more years, but um, you know, that's part of the business side. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll you know, cross that bridge when we get to it. And, and right now it's just focusing on winning games. Well, and, and you refer to it as the city, which means, uh, you know, you're, you're home. I mean, once you, once you do that, that means you're home. <laughs> That's right. That's what they say on the scoreboard. <laughs> uh, Kevin, a ton of fun. And I thank you so much at a busy time. Really appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.